0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 25th episode of The World We Live In. I'm Kay, and normally I would be joined by my co-host Nina, but as y'all know, she's a senior, and she's busting her butt off working on her college apps, so we love you, Nina. We miss you. Um, But yeah, we decided to do this two-part series where we each do solo episodes, both for that reason and also we think it'd be fun. So basically, we can talk about whatever we want for however long it takes to shoot this episode, and yeah. So for my episode, I'm going to talk to y'all for like half an hour and basically just rant about mental health. Not really rant, but you know what I mean. So sit back, hang out, and I don't know, just talk to me all right so um we're gonna talk about mental health a little bit because i think it's a really important thing to talk about like in general but also it's something i'm really passionate about anyone who knows me knows that i want to major in psychology and become a psychologist and um be able to help people because it's just it's something that's so important and it's something that's taken for granted like entirely too often just the fact that like teenagers struggles or young adult struggles like people's struggles other than adults struggles aren't taken seriously at all and they're just pushed off to the side as like because you're not the one paying the bills and you're not the one who's paying taxes it's not important and that's just not okay and I feel like when we start shifting our mindset from you're not paying the bills so your struggles aren't valid to you're a teenager and you're going through a lot of stress right now how can I help you so that we can avoid this problem again in the future I think the world will just be so much better you know and I I hope that I'm not the only one who thinks that because it's just it sucks you know and the way that For the longest time, some people who I know, and even, like, myself, just felt completely isolated and just, like, nothing mattered. And this is heightened by school and just, like, the weird warped perception that everyone has on school. Like, we've all heard of gifted kid burnout, and as much as we want to pretend like that's not real, I think the sooner we address that it is, the better because it is real, and, you know, it. you go your entire life, like, getting straight A's, and your teacher's telling your parents that you are a pleasure to have in class, which should be a warning sign, um, and getting told that your ADHD is just you being a kid, when in reality, you're having, like, an actual problem, or not even a problem, just, like, you're having a mental you have a mental condition that has to be treated, because that can, leaving yourself untreated can lead to worse things. Um, Just, like, going your entire life having that happen, and then reaching, I don't know, like, for some people middle school, for some people high school, most of the time it's high school, like, reaching high school or college, and realizing, like, this is so much worse than I thought it was, and I'm my time management is so much worse and my stress has gotten so much worse my way of coping with things everything just has worsened so much and like you get really bad imposter syndrome and i think the more opportunities you get it it's like condi- it really is like a form of like positive conditioning it's just like you you bust your butt off doing something in school to the point where like it's causing you actual damage But you get an A on an assignment, and you associate that A with working yourself to the bone. And it's just, you can't get that out of your head no matter how hard you try, because eventually, it reaches a point where that's just normal for you. But guys, that's not normal, you know? Like, beating yourself up for getting an 80 (laughs) on a test, on a project, like, it's insane. To think about and I don't mean that in like an invalidating way it's just like it's mind-boggling when I think about it for like myself it's just like I'll look back at listen I'm literally 16 years old but like I'll look back at times I was 12 and like on my bedroom floor crying my eyes out because I got my first B and it's it's heartbreaking, and I'm sure you've all had that experience when, like, someone you care about is having, like, a nervous breakdown over school. This literally happened to me earlier this year, like, a month ago. I was in a, maybe not even a month ago, like, in recent history, <laughs> I was in a restaurant with my family. Like, I didn't want to be there because I knew that, like, my mental health wasn't good because of school, and then my mom asked me if I was okay, and I literally burst into tears and had a full-blown panic attack in the middle of a restaurant. and my family had no idea what to do um, and it's just like I look back at that and I'm like, "Wow, like that's so sad that like that is so sad and I just that's not the first time it's happened and it's just we need to work on it like we need to address it because mental health struggles are so real and they're so valid and there's nothing worse than your own brain being your biggest like the like there's nothing worse than your yeah than your brain being your worst enemy Because you're constantly fighting yourself, just trying to get by. And there's nothing that you can do about it. Like, it's just, it's constant convincing that, like, everything is rooted, that everything bad that could possibly happen to you is your fault and not being able to shake that feeling away. Like, enabling, like, the worst possible thoughts to yourself and then being completely unable to believe people when they tell you that that's not true and that life is worth it and that you're a good person but guys you are a good person and like it takes so when you have that mentality already of, like, I'm a bad person and I deserve everything bad. Everything bad that has ever happened to me is completely my fault and I deserve it. You don't allow yourself to think otherwise, you know? Like, or at least, I, I obviously can't speak for everybody, but for my case, I realize, like, I'm doing much better than I was a couple years ago that doesn't mean i'm that doesn't mean i'm cured that doesn't mean the chemi- the literal chemical imbalance in my brain has magically fixed itself but it's gotten better and i think a part of that is because i've changed my perspective like the more i grew up the more i was like oh these things don't matter anymore these people can't hurt me anymore this person can't ruin my life anymore and the more that I kind of changed the narrative from, like, you're the problem to you are a person who went through a lot of stuff and your reaction is completely valid, I was able to be a, a lot more forgiving and I was able to make, like, actual meaningful change that, in my opinion, has lasted a while. You know, that panic attack that I was just talking about, it was my first one in months. Maybe that's being a little generous, because I might just not remember, but, like, you know, not being able to remember my last panic attack before that is something that, if you told that to 12-year-old me, she would not have believed you. She literally would have, like, laughed in your face and been like, that's not me. And that's sad. Like, I'm literally talking about a 12 year old version of myself. 12 years old. At that point in time, your biggest worry should be what the heck you're gonna do for a club. Like, your biggest worry at that point shouldn't be like, when is my last, my next panic attack going to be? It should be, what's gonna be dinner tonight? What am I gonna do this weekend? Like, what the heck is algebra it shouldn't be (laughs) like rooted in just full-on sadness and also just like that's i don't know why that reminded me of like how normalized self-deprecation is and listen i can't even if nina were here she would like make fun of me for saying that because i am the biggest like self-deprecator if that's even a word. Like, I thrive off of being able to make self-deprecating jokes. Like, that is my favorite thing, or one of my favorite ways to joke around. Because it's personal, and the people who get it also find it funny. And it's, if it's done properly, I guess, or not properly, but like, if it's done in a way that isn't harmful, it can be a way of coping. But where it gets bad is when that is your, like, that is how you acknowledge problems that are going on, and that is, like, how you view yourself, you know? I I don't even know if that made any sense, but it's like, there's a difference between making self-deprecating jokes just, like, as a way of coping versus making self-deprecating jokes that aren't supposed to be taken as jokes. Like, w- like, saying something self-deprecating that someone takes as a joke when you meant it as a fully, like, real comment. That is a huge difference, and that is so sad because it's like, sometimes it could be a literal cry for help and people will be like, LOL same. And that's just not the proper response to have in that situation and it's just, like, man, people, like, it blows my mind all of the time how children could literally, or no, I don't even like saying that, how, like, teenagers, young adults, whatever you want to call us, can be having such insane, like, insanely strong struggles and feelings, and, like, people will look down at us and be like you're dumb for feeling like that when that's just not the case especially when i know the people who are literally talking down at you have gone through the same thing or a version of the same thing to say that a kid freaking out over their grades is a completely like unique or, like, not even unique, like, a completely rare experience that is unique to them is absolutely ridiculous. Maybe the contents of it can be unique, the reaction to it can be unique, but the underlying sentiment is constant, you know? Like, it is something that I can guarantee you every single person has felt. You know that feeling of, like, like slight anxiety, slight fear where your stomach drops, where your heart skips a beat because you find out that you did bad on the test or because you did something that you weren't supposed to and your parents find out. You know that feeling. And saying that that isn't a valid feeling isn't right. It's not the correct response to that. And I feel like that just kind of, like, I feel like when people have bad responses to people who are having mental health crises, just, they don't help the situation, because they think they are, they think that by taking immediate, intense action, that that is going to solve literally everything, when that isn't going to do anything. Because, like, there's a completely different I don't even. I think I just talked in circles for that, but like, like there's a difference between you telling yourself, "I suck," versus someone telling you that, versus an adult, someone who you value in your life, telling you that. That is the worst feeling. And I've said that a lot, but like that, all of the things that I'm saying, I'm grouping as like some of the worst feelings. Because obviously there's always going to be something that's worse, but that is one of the worst feelings. Because it, it to you when you're already in that mentality, it is like verification. It is the reassure the wrong reassurance that you need to continue hating yourself. And that is so messed up. And that is why People, like, that is one of the reasons that kids have so many problems with authority. It's because they're afraid of what will happen. They're afraid that they won't be taken seriously. And listen, I am not trying to defend the attitudes of people who, like, straight up just have absolutely no sense of what is respectful versus what is disrespectful, because I will acknowledge that there is a very, very big difference between, like, going through something and straight up just being a jerk for no reason. I will say this over and over and over again your mental health like your mental health condition does not justify any of your bad behavior it explains it but it does not justify it and like this, like it once you learn to like be able to take accountability of your actions while also acknowledging the fact that you are struggling and that is why you did that, but you still know that, like, you carried out that action and that you need to take responsibility for it, your life will be so much better. And I really, like, I'm trying to be careful with the way that I word things, because the last thing I want is for my words to be taken in a way where it's like, like, how do I describe this? Like when people are just like, smile, and you won't be depressed anymore. Because I make fun of those people. Because that doesn't help. I'm just trying to explain, like, the experience of someone who knows what this is like. And have that conversation. Because it's just, it's not okay to just let all of these things slide and pretend like they're not legitimate problems because they are and like i feel the same about people who think self-care is selfish or vain like treating yourself as narcissistic it's not like it is allowing yourself to take a break to give yourself the positive treatment that you deserve for working hard For being a good person. For having a good heart. It is your reward. For feeling like garbage and working yourself to the bone. It's not selfish. It is called self-care for a reason. You are taking care of yourself. You're taking care of your mind, your body, and your soul. And that is important. And we can't just, like, ignore that. And I love when my friends, when I get spontaneous texts of my friends being like, I just did a face mask, self-care, or when my friends tell me that they just had a cup of tea. Something. When they tell me that they took a break from their work because it was freaking them out to watch a movie. To go on a walk like that is so good and that is positive coping and that is amazing and that is something that like if you tell that to someone who cares about you who genuinely cares about you I'm not saying like someone who cares about you like an acquaintance I mean someone who genuinely like from the bottom of their hearts values you if you tell them that that is going to make their day because There is nothing nicer than being able to, like, hear that someone you love is doing well. And that they are happy, they are healthy, and they are... Or if they weren't happy and healthy before, then they are on the track to become happy and healthy. Like, I just... Maybe it's just me being, like, the mom friend of the group, which is very possible. Like, I literally carry bags of every possible necessity. Like, if you know me, you know that I do that. But, still, like, it just, it makes me so happy. Or, like, simple, like, little tiny things that, like, you can do, like, making someone a playlist. That is so sweet. Getting someone you love's favorite candy for them when you know they're feeling down. Or like, hanging out with them, like, anything that will take their mind off of what is bad just for a little bit obviously not to, like, completely ignore its existence, but, you know, like, a little bit it's, it makes such a huge difference, and you don't realize it until either they tell you or you experience something similar and you realize how much it means to you and, like, and it's it's so important to surround yourself with good people, too. Like, this entire episode is about, you know, the importance of mental health and actually having a conversation about it. And, like, just tips on how to get there. Like, if you're struggling, like, I want to be able to, like, give you advice on how to make yourself feel better because sometimes it doesn't matter what everyone does. You will still feel like, garbage, and that's valid. It's not okay, obviously, because that's not a good feeling, but it's completely valid. And, like, I have to say, like, one of the best things that you could do for yourself is surrounding yourself with good people that care about you and that are true friends. And I... I've experienced, like, a lot of friendships that have worked and a lot of friendships that haven't worked, um, and some of those friendships that haven't worked have been friendships that I've thought were going to last, and that's okay, you know, that doesn't, if that ever happens, you just, you have to realize that it's not anyone's fault, I mean, sometimes it will be, or sometimes it will feel that way, but Sometimes friendships just grow apart. If it's a friendship that just grew apart, it's no one's fault. If there was something that happened, and it was someone's fault, then that is something that you have to talk about. But I'm a strong believer of, like, everything happens for a reason, and if a friendship doesn't last, then that is for a reason. And, you know, like we were good together for a while and it just it had to come to an end. You wish them the best from a distance. You see them and you're kind and you continue wishing the best for them and that is it. Initially it can be really hard and initially it's okay to be frustrated and to be hurt, but eventually I think it's super important to change Like, regardless of what terms you ended up on, I think sometimes it's really helpful to be like, to go from, I hate this person, to being like, I don't like what happened between us, and I don't want to associate myself with this person anymore, but regardless, I am thankful for the time that we spent together, and I wish them the best, and that's it. Because the more good energy that you put out there, the more good energy that you will receive. It's... Um, I don't know the word for it, but it's, like, it's a very positive interaction. That is not at all the word that I was going to use, but I literally don't remember what it is. Um, but, like, yeah, surrounding yourself with good people is really important. And friendships work, friendships don't work, and the friendships that work are lovely. And I feel like one of the secrets to maintaining good, long, healthy friendships is honestly just, like, being willing to... Like, how do I describe this? Communication and acknowledging that not every second has to be spent together. And I think that's a really common misconception about maintaining good friendships, or like lifelong friendships, is that you need to be together every single second of every single day. Because if anything, I found that that's the exact opposite. Like, spending every single second of every single day just one it destroys your social battery (laughs) like you get so tired but also you run out of things to talk about at some point and sometimes you learn things that you don't want to learn about a person and it causes more harm than good whereas or like you become codependent and you're constantly relying on each other for stability and that's not healthy that's not a good relationship to have And that's not a good way to think. But maintaining, like, a safe and healthy distance allows for you to have that good relationship with each other without being codependent. And codependency doesn't mean I miss you. It means literally being inseparable and not being able to function apart. When it gets like that, that's not good. And being able to, like, get to a point where you realize like what something that's so beautiful is being able to realize that like someone who you're with it makes you genuinely happy and that they are a true friend like the moment you realize that is a moment that you will never forget and I think like you can have multiple of those moments and some of them are very personal um some of them are like more public it doesn't matter like, there are so many, you, it does, there doesn't have to be one specific one per friend or whatever, like, just to name one from one of my best friends, my best friend in the entire world, um, not gonna say your name, but you know who you are, I miss you so much, I really wanna see you, um, but I remember one of the moments that, like, happened not even that recently, but like, you know, I was at her house and it was late at night and I was sitting, I'm going to say two memories because there's there's two that are very similar. Um, I was sitting in the corner of her room and we were having a very deep and personal conversation and I was just like, dang. She is, my one, she is my ride or die forever. And, like, it's, like, a moment of reassurance. And this happens, like, all the time. Like, there's not going to be just one. Because there's obvious, like, I've known this person for, oh my god, <laughs> 12 years now? And it's just, like, or almost 12 years now, and it's just... It never gets old, and I never stop getting those memories or those feelings, those feelings of, like, having a true friend. Another memory that I have where I realized that, like, she was my ride-or-die was um, another time that I was, I was sleeping over at her house. It's, like, 3 a.m., we are delirious, and we are laughing while listening to... Someone I don't even remember. I, we were listening to music at three a.m. What like she was scrolling through TikTok or something, and we were like dying laughing. I think the day before or the, like the night before Halloween, and it was so much fun. And I was just like, I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. And that's a good friendship. So if you find yourself Someone like that, you should consider yourself to be extremely lucky because those friendships are like one in a billion. And if you do have a friendship that's like that, I'm so happy for you. And you deserve that. And you better hold on to that person so tight because there will be ups and downs, and you will find yourself questioning whether or not it's a good idea at points when you're fighting, but I promise you it is. We're at 29 minutes, and this has been a very fun conversation. I was really nervous going into this episode, and I was just like, oh my god, like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, or like, I do, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to fill up the time, I'm really scared, I've never done this without Nina. But I think it was helpful. I think, in, in case you couldn't tell, I had a 30-minute timer on. I think it was helpful, and I think it was very therapeutic. I really liked this, and I hope you did too. Um, if there's anything that you take away from this episode, it is that your feelings are valid, self-care isn't selfish, surround yourself with good people, let yourself feel whatever the heck you need to feel because that is so important i love you you are loved by so many people you are doing so good and i do not mean that in a condescending way like you are genuinely doing so good and i am so proud of you have a good rest of your day this comes out on saturday so have a very fun halloween tomorrow I am very excited about it. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. And just for nostalgia's sake, um, this week's Song of the Week is... Oh my god, I don't even know which one to go with. I didn't plan it from the Waitress soundtrack. <sighs> I think that's all I have to say for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And... Nina will see you guys in the next episode. I love you. Goodbye.